Hey friends, welcome to It's All Happening with Amanda, a weekly podcast that dives deep into your favorite reality TV shows. With help from my special guests, we break down the most shocking, controversial, and heartfelt moments from Bravo and beyond. In the words of Aviva Drescher, I say what I mean, but I never say it mean. Grab a fancy AF cocktail and get ready for me to mention it all. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back to another episode of It's All Happening with Amanda. I'm your host, Amanda Page, and I am so psyched to be making my podcast comeback after about four weeks of a hiatus with one of the funniest people on Instagram. She brightens my day with her hilarious impressions and her insightful hot takes. I am just so excited to talk to her. She is the host of the pop culture podcast, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown, our favorite Hannah Brown with an A. Hi, Hannah. Oh my gosh. Hi, Amanda. That was so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. And I know how much you're into Carl, so it felt like the perfect time. Oh my gosh. I'm like, not okay. Like <laughs> even like in that, like Amish get up, I was like, damn, he looked so hot. Amish. I was, was like, do up. Do I want to churn butter? Like, sure. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like I was like, I will be like your Amish princess. I will churn butter in like little chemise and have like hair, like past my ass, like to my knees. I don't know. Like what do Amish people do? Sorry to the Amish community. I hope I didn't offend any of you. I mean, I feel like they probably do have long hair, but it's always in a bonnet. So you don't really know. That's <laughs> true. I just think of like the crucible. I'm like, were they Amish? No, that's from like the 1700s. <laughs> Wait, what are they called? The, we should know this because we're, you know, we just watched the Salem um, in yeah. the Roni trailer. Okay, the Crucible. Wait, what were they? Quakers? Quakers, yes. That was Is that it. right? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, you know, Winona, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Amish outfit, I was like really into it. I, I'm happy that we got to see that Kyle did not actually have that skin color that burn that tan on his face (laughs) she sprayed it right into his face I was like whoa (laughs) because in the in the previews he really looked like fucked up like he had been outside he had fallen asleep drunk at the pool and that's what I assumed it was so I was like oh god it was like for a costume I was Mm -hmm. like really concerned (laughs) um but I definitely want to talk about summer house but before we do that I want to get your thoughts on the roni trailer because that just dropped what was it like I don't know, a couple days ago. And like, how are you feeling about it? Here's the thing. I've like fallen. We were talking about this in the DMs. I've fallen off of Bravo lately. Like Summer House is really the only show that I'm fully caught up on. And sometimes I like that because sometimes I like going back and like binging, like, you know, whatever I've missed. Um, but that being said, like getting that Roni trailer, it it sent a warm tingle up my spine. I was like, Ooh, we're back. I'm really excited. I will say I did not like last season. I thought it was just a drunken shit show. I I've said this before. I'll say it again. Like I'm not a Bethany fan anymore. Like I think she's an asshole. That's clear, but like we needed like a grounding force on the show. Like Bethany was the Maypole. And then they were all the little like Midsommar people like walking around the Bethany Maypole um, before. That's such a bad analogy. Um, I'm like Amish, Midsommar. Like, where am I going with my brain? Um, But last season, we didn't have that. So it was just like the wheels fell off the car and it was just like, it was a mess. So I'm really hoping that this season will be different. And I'm excited to have Ebony on the show. I'm excited to see what she brings. Already, we see the women like, 
you know, getting into conflict with her and she doesn't give a shit, which I love. Um, so I'm excited. I know. I, I kind of predicted that her and Ramona would have an issue. Obviously this For is like sure. a, a heightened time, but then I saw so much social media with them together that I was like, wait, are Ramona and Ebony going to be friends? But now we're seeing, you know, there was definitely a source of conflict. I didn't expect to see Luann and Ebony butting heads. So I wonder if that's going to be like a full-blown thing or just like a one-time. Yeah, that surprised me too. I was like, geez, shocked me. (laughs) I think Ebony will kind of fill that role of like being able to have like a legitimate conversation. I also Mm -hmm. think Leah has those skills too, but she was just too new. So she didn't really know everybody. And she was like too drunk last season. But I think her being sober will hope and now knowing everybody will have that time where she can sit down and like just narrate what's going on because that's what Bethany would do she would sit down with Sonia and be like okay let's talk about what's going on in your life like tell me about this tell me about this and like really confront the other women about like what the hell their life like is going on with their life yes they have no chaperone but I I don't miss Bethany either they're just like missing that person. So yeah, like that, like maternal tough love, like no bullshit. I mean, I hardly would call Bethany maternal. I don't know. She's, she's very rough around the edges, but she's a little rough around the edges. Um, but, but like, yeah, I think that they just needed someone to keep them all in check. And last season they didn't have that. I'm also like, I know we're all a little sad that Dorinda's gone, but also like I haven't recovered from what an asshole she was last season. So like, I'm not actually sad that she's not going to be in this season. I think she's in timeout. I think she needs a break. I understand. I think reality TV is really hard to do. So I get that she kind of just like hit a breaking point. Um, But I'm not, I I saw that trailer and I was like, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay without Dorinda. We're going to be okay without Tinsley. We're going to be okay without Bethany for a second season in a row. I know. I, I was not sad when Dorinda was let go or I guess told to take a break, Mm -hmm. but I found myself missing her in the off season, but I'm like, but she can't come back already. Like there hasn't even been a season. So it's not time for her to come back yet. And with Tinsley, as much as I love her, I, I don't, I don't love the idea of her coming back. Like I don't, she, I hope I wish her well, maybe she Mm -hmm. can have an appearance, but yeah, I would love for her to like, like pull a Jill Zarin and like be at a dinner every now and then because it feels like it, it feels like seeing an old friend. It's like, oh, my God. Hey, girl, you know, but um, I, I just think Tinsley didn't um, didn't seem like she enjoyed confrontation enough to want to be on reality TV anymore. And I think the best reality TV stars are the ones who like love it and like eat that shit up and like don't care about confrontation. And that's not Tinsley. And listen, more power to her. I could never do reality TV. So I understand that she was like, I'm over this. I'm done. And fuck Scott justice for Tinsley. I know. And then she would literally be forced to talk about this whole Scott thing while she was coming back. And it's like, I don't want to hear about that again. Like Mm -hmm. I want her to move on. I want her to just like live her life. What did you think about seeing Heather again? Like making a little (laughs) Heather Holla Thompson. (laughs) Um, honestly, I think I had heard murmurings that she was going to be like around again, but I, I still was surprised. I was like, Heather, like I definitely had like a kind of excited reaction. I really like Heather Thompson. She annoys me. And then other times I like want her to hug me. Um, and so I'm just excited to see what the fuck she's doing there. Yeah. She annoys me. I wouldn't necessarily want to be her friend, but I like watching her on TV and I think Mm -hmm. she's, she's good for the show. Like I wouldn't mind if she was like kind of in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I liked to see her and Leah like buttheads. Cause I'm, I'm not really feeling Leah. 
Oh, you're not feeling Leah. I think like, yeah, I think it's really interesting when there's a new person. I feel like one of two things happens. Either everyone's like live for her, die for her, fucking love her. Or everyone's like, she's trying, like she's doing too much. Like she's annoying. And I feel like with Leah, everyone went to a place of live for her, die for her, obsessed with her. Um, I don't know how I feel about Leah yet. That's my Leah impression. Oh my God. You're so good at that. I don't know, but hopefully I'll figure it out this season. (laughs) How do you just turn the voice on? My goal in life is I want to do a Hannah Brown impression. Like I want to be you. Like I want to like make a reel and it'll be like the matrix, you know, like super weird. Like this is me as Hannah Brown who does impressions, but I don't think I could, I don't think I could turn it on like that. I don't know how you do it. That's so meta. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) Um, I, Sorry, my phone just started ringing. Um, I would love that. I'll know that I've made it when someone does an impression of me, when you do an impression of me, no pressure or anything. Um, I, th- I just always had like an ear for like voices and accents and stuff. So like, I I don't know. It's like, pr- like, it's pretty easy, but then some are really hard. Like, I think like Leah has these very specific characteristics to her voice. Like it's kind of deep and like her D's like are almost like Z's. So it's like, once you do those things, it's really easy to like fall into to it but like some people I just cannot figure out like Teresa Judice is hard because like sometimes she's like up here but then other times she's like you bitch like other times she's down there and it's really hard to like find the balance so like I really don't know right like you could probably recite something she said in the way she said it but since you try to make you're mm-hmm. like making up what they're saying, not like a specific quote, then it's mm-hmm. harder because yeah, how would she say it? So I know you're a little bit behind. I ended up catching up on, on New Jersey, but somebody mentioned that her voice has gotten higher and I can see, I can hear it. Like the past couple of episodes, she's been like shrieking. Yes. She's like, she's like fully up here this season. It's like, hi guys. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> I think she's just like faking a lot. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think she really wants like a light fluffy storyline and like the way to pretend that she's happy in her mind is to just have like a Disney princess voice, which like it sounds different on Teresa Judice. You know what I mean? And just hand out dildos. Cause that's what she's doing now. It's yeah. She's like- doing this. Like I'm a fun girl thing. Like, you know, I like, I think the last season, from what I recall, I honestly like blacked out last season of Jersey, but from what I recall, it was like pretty heavy for her. I mean, between like her parents and the Joe stuff. So I think in her mind, this is like her like fun and fancy free season. And so she's just trying to conduct herself like she's a fun, cool girl. Yeah. I think Ramona's having one of those moments too, like seeing her topless in this trailer and seeing her like cheering Leah on, who was like giving a lap dance. Like, I was like, wait, is this the same Ramona from last season who was like, oh, you said sex. I can't even be here. Like, she just seems to be at least a little more, I don't know. But then we see the scene of her being like, what happened to all the class? So I guess. Oh, my God. (laughs) With her breakfast at Tiffany's costume. I'm like, okay, big little lies. Like, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of nervous for Sonia because it seems like she's having a moment of like downward spiral and like is she gonna have a storyline like I'm just she's one of my favorite housewives but I just don't know what she's doing on the show like besides being funny and I don't know that like we need that all the time 
Yeah, I love Sonia. Like I will always root for Sonia. I have taken quizzes that have told me I'm the most like Sonia. So that might be where it comes from. I'm the, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. She's a hard one to do, by the way. Um, But uh, yeah, I think it is. We've gotten the like sloppy Sonia storyline storyline, if you can even call it that for so many seasons where she's just kind of this like caricature of a person where it's like she's drunk and she's hooking up with somebody. But I do want to just see like more of her. Like I want to see more, uh, shades of Sonia. I feel like it's either like she's like drunk and having fun and like trying to make out with somebody, or she's like crying and falling apart. I don't know. I just feel like there's more to her that we haven't necessarily seen, at least not recently. Maybe we will during this like COVID time. Like that's Mm -hmm. the thing too, is we're getting another season where they're kind of in the midst of COVID. And so seeing them, you know, living their life that, but it's not the same as what it was before. So I think it'll be interesting to see her in that way. Cause they're not going to be going out to bars and stuff during the season. They'll have to spend more time together. Um, yeah. Also, did you see that Sonia's daughter, Quincy made her IG public and she's adorable and she's She's so cute. Yes. I was like, Oh my God, like this is a moment because for years she's been so secret. Yeah. How old is she now? She's like 20 something, right? Yeah. I feel like she's in like her mid twenties maybe. Yeah. And I saw that she was, so she was making posts that were like similar to Sonia's and she was Mm -hmm. like pretending to be her mom, which I thought was super cute and like Mm -hmm. shows that she is into the show and like watches the show. And I've always been curious, but I loved that Sonia really did have that boundary that was like, listen, even though my daughter's 18 and I can do like, I can talk about her or say whatever, like she still always kind of had that boundary and was Mm -hmm. able to stay on the show for a long time without showing her family. So it does show that Sonia has a lot to offer. I would love to see her, to see her daughter, like on the show one day, like for an appearance, but I don't know if that'll happen. Wouldn't that be a dream? I know. I know. I I'm so interested. Like, I do think it's so fascinating seeing a housewife in like housewife mode with like the girls and then seeing them like pivot to like being a mom, like seeing how they act with their kids. And I would just be so interested to see like, what is it like when Sonia and her daughter hang out? I feel like it'd be fascinating to watch, especially because her daughter is an adult now. So I like mm-hmm. love those dynamics, especially cause like now that I'm like 30, like, and the relationship I have with my mom is probably similar to like what these women have with their kids who are like mm-hmm. in their, you know, adults. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for the season, but like you, I'm kind of like in a weird Bravo moment. I'm just, I don't know if it's because I'm just jaded from all the COVID shows and summer house feels the most normal to me because quarantined. It's like, great. They're just quarantined. Yes. I'm the same way. I'm just like, I can't watch COVID content. Like, I don't want to see like your face shields. Like, I don't want to see your masks. Like it was funny on Atlanta when they were like, Oh wait, Bolo's staying. Everyone put your face shields back on. I was like, don't put your, I mean, yes, put your face shields back on, like keep everyone safe. But I was like, fuck, I just want these people to be able to have fun in a way that like looks normal and isn't like, like imbued with COVID vibes. I know. And Jersey is doing that a little bit because they're like, they were, I guess they were testing a lot of people. And so they're not wearing masks around each other. Like they're not even pretending, but then at the same time, like I hear Melissa on the phone with Teresa and she's at the shore with, um, her daughter and, um, Antonia and all of her friends. And I'm like, so you, 
went to the shore with a bunch of people and then you got tested, but you didn't quarantine first. So like, I understand that they're like testing whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I can't stop my brain from thinking about it. And at least with summer house, I know that like, they're not leaving. And when Carl left, then he, he couldn't even like hang out with them. He had to go to his room. Yes. Like, I, I like to be able to just like, forget about it. It feels like a safe place. Like summer house feels like a safe place. It feels like a womb. Like, it's just like we it's contained. We know that everyone's being safe. We are literally watching them. And so it's like when they party, it feels just, it calms me. And I thought what they did in the episode was so cute with their different like bars, their little bar crawl. They have like the cutest themes and they all go all out. And it Mm -hmm. reminds me of like, when I was in college in Greek life and we always went all out for every theme because we had nothing else to do. Like we mm-hmm. would like, you know, you have like no responsibilities. You would like <sighs> maybe go to class and mm-hmm. you'd be like, Oh, there's a party tomorrow. And it's this theme. I'm going to go to every store I can think of make my outfit. And they're doing all of this quarantine. So like, they're really, they're talented. Oh my God. When all the Amazon boxes came, like Jake and I were like, what the fuck did they all get from Amazon? And then when we saw them decorating, I was like, oh, okay. That's why. Cause I was like, my God. I mean, I love Amazon too, but geez. The thing I liked about this was like, it wasn't just their outfits. It was their rooms. And I liked that everyone had their own theme. So you could see who went all out and like their personality. Mm-hmm. So I liked that. But whose was your favorite out of everybody? Oh God. Um, thinking of all of them, honestly, this is going to be a hot take guys. Don't come at me in the comments. I liked Luke. I, <laughs> I like like a divey, like Midwestern bar. Like that's what I miss the most. I, I thought he did a good job. I wrote that down. I was like, I liked the Minnesota theme. Like I love a creative lighting moment. It was like dark in there. And mm-hmm. like, you could tell that he like really tried. He had like, I mean, I wouldn't want this in my house, but he had like an animal on the wall, like a mm-hmm. moose, moose head or whatever. And he had like shirts for everyone to change into flannel. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I honestly, like I was really pissed off at the way Luke was treated and I know he's a fuck boy, but like seeing him like go out of his, like he's at the end of the day, I think I could be totally making this up. I think Luke has always been like a socially awkward kid who has had a hard time like being accepted, but it's easy for him to get girls. So I think that's where his energy goes. And to see him like desperately try to like win over everyone and put all his effort into this little room and then in this room slash bar and then have them all just like constantly like cornering him and interrogating him and picking apart every single thing he says and does when they've all done shady shit. I'm just like, I, it was triggering. I was like, I cannot, this is so stressful. And I don't blame him for like hitting a breaking point and being upset. I understand Sierra being like, I don't like, I'm afraid that you think that this is going to be something. It's yes. not. Like I, I get that, but I do, mm-hmm. I do genuinely feel like, and again, maybe I'm naive, maybe I'm crazy, but like, Same. I believe that he wants female friends. And when he's talking to women and he thinks he's being their friend, if they get the wrong idea, like, I think he's genuinely confused. And so like, when he brought Sierra in and I think he was trying to make sure that like they were good and they were cool and it was just coming off a little bit strong. But I think he honestly was like, we're friends. Like what, why are you ignoring me? I'm so confused. Yeah. And then Hannah, Hannah is driving me nuts. Same. And when she, when I heard her say the exact same words 
that Sierra said about Luke not respecting her boundaries. I was like, you are just hearing what Sierra is saying and regurgitating it because you want to try to like get everyone against Luke. And it's so obvious to me that Hannah is at the center of all of it. And she even said it. She said, whenever something happens, I feel like I'm behind it all. And she laughed. I'm like, cause you are. Oh my God. My boyfriend, Jake was like, this is all about the fact that Luke doesn't like Hannah anymore. And Hannah's upset. Like he was, I love like when like a straight man gets very invested in Bravo. Um, and, uh, yeah, but it was like, it's honestly true. Like, I think like, I don't doubt that she's genuinely like formed a friendship with Sierra, like at all. But like, I do think that there's still some like hard feelings just about like how things went down. And I think like, she gets very, very petty, very, very quick. And it's really tough to watch. And even now she's been doing some interviews where people are like, okay, so you were already talking to Des, but crying about Luke. So what's the deal? And she's like, well, my tears weren't like, because I was sad over Luke. They were frustrating. Mm -hmm. Like it was frustrating that he brought Sierra to make me jealous. So clearly that was her issue was Mm -hmm. that Sierra was brought in to I guess, make her look bad or make her Mm -hmm. jealous. So she immediately befriended Sierra, which was a smart move. And Sierra can make up her own decision about Luke. If she's not feeling him, that's fine. Like she need to like him. But I just feel like Hannah is enjoying that way too much. Like enjoying the fact that, that Sierra doesn't like Luke. She's like, it's mean. I mean, like Paige, Amanda and Hannah are mean at least this season, but like, I find them as a trio to be extremely triggering. I think they have like big, like eighth grade mean girl energy, like, you know, like whispering behind people's backs and cornering them, then running away, giggling. I was just like, I feel like I'm at a sleepover that the popular girls invited me to that. They only invited me to, to make fun of me. Like I felt like that watching this episode, like through my TV and I'm like, how the fuck would it feel to like be Luke or really anyone else in the house around those girls? They're scary. I know. And the thing is that it's like, I don't, I don't blame Amanda and Paige for like hating Luke because of last season. Like I I hated Luke last season too, but it was, they should be more mad at Hannah. Like Hannah, it, I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad saying it, but it's like, I understand their frustration with Luke because they felt like Luke was leading Hannah on last season and they Mm -hmm. kept saying it and they kept saying it, but they were mad that Hannah wasn't listening to them. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they were upset about. And they came into the season and she was still crying about the situation with Luke. And if I were Amanda, I would have been like, you kept telling me that you didn't care about Luke. And now you're crying over him. Like I fucking knew it. Like I Mm -hmm. told you and you tried to make me out to be like, I was in your business last season. Like that would drive me crazy. I don't know how they're not mad at Hannah for it. I like, I'm so bad at like retaining information from previous seasons, honestly. Like, and I was, when they were showing, I forget, maybe it was a commercial or something, but they were showing footage from last season. And I was like, I should probably rewatch that. Cause I really forgot a lot of like the nuance of a lot of the, the conflict from last season that clearly is bleeding into this season. Like you're saying, um, but yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, I understand why Amanda and Paige are exhausted with all the Luke drama that just seems to always be happening in one way or another, but also like, yeah, Hannah was part of it too. Right. Like it's about it's about Hannah. Yeah. So one thing that happened last, so I just, re- I did a rewatch. That's why I like mm-hmm. remember it so well. I don't mm-hmm. have that good of a memory, but one thing that happened last season was Hannah broke up with Armand, you know, mm-hmm. they had been dating. And then like that week they all went to a group dinner and Jules said, 
because remember Jules, she was there. She said, <laughs> did you know that Luke was sleeping with someone else? He had sex with somebody last week because they had talked about it on the cab ride there. And Hannah was like, oh, I didn't know. And then everybody got pissed at Luke because he was hooking up with someone and didn't tell Hannah. But then Hannah was like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, it's fine. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But then this season, she's like, how many girls were you talking to last summer? I'm like, do you remember when you said it was fine? Right. Last summer. Right. And you're mad he was FaceTiming Sierra. Like, what? Yeah, it feels like the communication in this group is not top notch. And sometimes I'm like, is it about what it's about? Like Kyle freaking out on Luke the way he did. I was like, you've cheated on your now fiance how many times? And he's like, you don't respect women. I'm like, you haven't historically. So let's just like rein it in. I couldn't believe when, well, okay, let me back it up a little bit. This whole psychic shit was driving me crazy. It was a little bit relatable. Like I relate to Paige in that, like if a psychic told me something happened, I'd be like, I fucking knew it. I told I, I knew it. I knew it. So like that was very relatable, but also mm-hmm. very frustrating for Luke and Lindsay because like they're acting as if it's proof. Yes. They're like, well, that's good enough for me. A DM <laughs> from a psychic, you know, might as well be a sex tape. And it's like, no, I don't think they slept together. Do you? I don't think they did. I think there's there is like chemistry there. And I don't mm-hmm. doubt that maybe one or both of them has like thought about it. But mm-hmm. I also think Lindsay is platonically friends with men and Luke is trying to be plat- uh, allegedly trying to be platonically friends with women. And I think some mm-hmm. people can't imagine those kinds of friendships happening. I think Paige is one of those people. Like, I don't think Paige is like gonna be really good friends with a guy that's like not trying to have sex with her. Like, I just don't uh, see yeah. that. Yeah. I don't have any like, or I have very few like straight guy friends where it's like a hundred percent platonic. Nothing's ever happened in the past. Nothing ever will kind of thing. Um, So I'm kind of like, I kind of think like Paige where I'm like, I think it's very difficult for like two people who are like, they're all objectively attractive on the show. Let's just call it what it is to like, just live in a house together and talk all the time and party all the time and be really close friends and have something never happen. Yeah. But I, I think it that. can be done too. I mean, like my boyfriend, like all of his best friends are women and like nothing's ever happened there. Right. And, and I, you don't I know it won't. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it can be done. I've just never experienced it. I have a lot of platonic male friends, but they're all friends with my husband and that's how I know them. But they mm-hmm. will, they will call me for like girl advice or like talk mm-hmm. about work or, and I'll like text them. And like, we have our own friendship. There are people who are friends with my husband. And I don't talk to them myself, like, mm-hmm. like that, but it is different. I think when Luke said, oh, I respect Steven. Like I would never do that. I was like, okay, yeah, that is true. Like they were all, I think friends, Mm -hmm. So like she said, when, when would she have had time to have sex with him? Like, when would that have happened? She would have been, right. she would have been cheating. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what, uh, set Lindsay off more than anything else is like the accusation that she was cheating on Steven. Cause I really do think she wanted that to work. And I think she was clearly very upset when it like finally didn't like him leaving on her birthday was like the final nail in the coffin. So I think to sort of like, I accuse her of cheating on him when she was really trying her best to like make it work. Um, that would piss me off too. And the whole thing, 
the girls night, which like, I'm dying for a girls night right now. Like that, Same. Like, that was like, Oh, I want that. I would even go to the boys night, like the beer pong, like just to have like something uh, would be yes. Fun but the masks and the nails, but when they, I felt like that was a setup. Like they knew that, that she was going to say Luke, that mm-hmm. she would have babies with Luke mm-hmm. and they wanted her to defend him and then ask her like, why are you defending him? Like, I feel like that, I don't know. I just, I feel like they were trying to get her to like slip up in order to yes. the other girls. I, Yeah. I mean, listen, for the sake of reality TV, I loved that scene. I thought it was perfect. The fact that the masks had like faces on them was hilarious. I loved it all. But I will say like, just as like a human being, like empathizing with Lindsay, I was just like, that fucking sucks. Like I just, it it was very like mean girls. Like, so you agree. You think you're really pretty. Like it was very much like they were like teeing her up. Like you're saying to say something that they could pick apart and be like, Hmm. What do you mean by that? And it's like, how fucking old are you? Like 13? And get a grip. You asked who would you have babies with in the house? And she said, and one everyone of the answered. And, like, yes. And I'm sorry. Other people answered Kyle staring Amanda in the fucking face, which is insane, by the it, way. Yeah. I was like, choose Kyle. I was like, A of all, out of all these people, you're going to choose Kyle. B of all, I don't like blondes. C of all, I would not look someone's fiance in the face and be like, yeah, I would have babies with your future husband. Like, what the fuck? I would if their fiance was Carl, but not. I was going to say that's Kyle. true. Like they, the only answer is Carl. Like everyone was wrong except for anyone who answered Carl. I mean, like I kind of understand Lindsay's. She was like, he's strong and handy. Like if I was going to have to co-parent with a person, mm-hmm. you know, he would probably like build a crib. Like that could be cool. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to procreate with Luke, but like, I don't blame her, but she had just had that conversation with Luke where he was feeling like really sad and like isolated. And she knows what that feels like because she's always felt left out with the girls. Yes. They so- hate her. Like they're not there. There's nothing Lindsay could do that would change their minds. And like, I've spent a lot of my life trying to fit in with groups of women who just like straight up don't like me, like don't want to be friends with me. And it's like, it is a sad realization when you're like, oh shit, I could do everything quote, right. And these women will never accept me, but it's also liberating when you're like, oh, they're never going to accept me. So let's just stop trying. This is a waste. I know that's true. I know it's the worst. It's honestly the worst feeling. And I think that is what really pissed her off when she realized that they had all talked about her having sex with Luke, which never happened. And it was like, she's like, oh, so you guys were all talking about me. Like you were all sitting around having a conversation with me. And then you set me up to say, potentially defend Luke and then accuse me of like defending him. I don't know. It was just like, it was too much. I felt bad. And like, even when they asked Luke, like, oh, you've never had sex with her. I didn't think his answer, maybe I'm again, maybe I'm naive, but like, it no, same. didn't seem like his answer was like, oh yeah, we did. Like, I don't know. I think he seemed genuinely surprised and listen, like, like uh, yeah, I, he was like, wait, what? Like he, he seemed a little panicked, like not in like a, oh shit, the secret's out, but like, where the fuck did this come from? And what fire do I have to put out now? It's like, he's always in trouble with someone. So I feel like, um, I, I just feel like they were both very, uh, blindsided by it. I think there's a big difference between the way like Luke responded versus the way like Jax responded Yeah, when he was accused of cheating or fucking the many people he's fucked. The millions of people. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing is that like, 
I could weirdly see this pushing Luke and Lindsay together. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? Because I honestly feel like if you're isolating them and people already think you hooked up and maybe you had thought about it and now you're like, oh, so like people think it could happen. Maybe I have a chance. Like, I don't know. I could just see like being Lindsay and then being like, no, what do you mean? I never had sex with Luke. And then the wheels start turning and you're like, maybe I just should. Like, so I don't know. I yeah. feel like it was a bad move for them to accuse them because I almost feel like maybe it could happen at this point. Totally. A hundred percent. I, yeah, I, I mean, they're both isolated. They're both like on the outs with everybody else. Like, I mean, if I were Lindsay, I would probably have sex with Luke at that point. I'd be like, well, sure. It's just like hang out and bang it out. And she really hasn't known him single. Cause she started dating Steven. Like, I don't know exactly time timing wise, but she did mm-hmm. start dating C- Steven in last season. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long she knew Luke before that, but you know, now she's single it's quarantine. Everyone's talking about how they're not having any sex. Like mm-hmm. no one has had sex. Carl said since March, you know, mm-hmm. I would have been there if I had known. Right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, congrats to Carl. Did you see the news that he won? I literally like commented on the post. I was like, oh my God, a bashful babe. I love Carlito. I know his video was so cute. It was like, he was so humble. Like he deserves it. He really does. And I'm honestly like, I know at the end of the episode, we see him go back to his old Carlito ways, um, trying to beat the shit out of Luke, which is upsetting, but also like, I don't know. I'm still fully here for Carlito 2.0. We all make mistakes sometimes. I could see that he was a little bit panicked. Like, okay. So he was, who was he talking to? Was it Kyle when he started talking shit about Luke? I think he was talking to Kyle And then Mm -hmm. Luke started walking up the steps and he turned to him and he was kind of like, well, I guess like, I have to tell him, like, I, he heard me saying it, Mm -hmm. but I could tell that Carl wasn't like actually trying to like call him out and then he was kind of like forced to do it. But I'm confused. Can you explain like, what was Carl's problem with Luke? I don't understand. No, that's the other thing that I don't get because I feel like last season in that moment you were talking about at the dinner when everyone found out that Luke had had sex with someone else. I feel like everyone last season was super defensive of Hannah. Like Hannah was like, you know, the guy's sister, like they were all like very protective of Hannah, but this season, like, that's not the vibe. Like Hannah's already gotten into it with Kyle. Like, it seems like a very level playing field this season and kind of like everyone just exists together. And like, she's, I also don't feel like Hannah's as close with the guys this season as she was last season. I don't know. Maybe I'm just speculating that being said, I like my original hypothesis would just be like, oh, Carl and Hannah are really good friends. And Carl just is like upset seeing, you know, all these women be jerked around. And like, maybe he has a thing for, I mean, we know he has a thing for Sierra. So maybe, you know, he has some stakes in what's going on with Luke, but like, I still don't know. I literally don't know. And same with Kyle, like getting as angry as he did about the fact that he thinks that like Luke, like empowers himself by playing women. I'm just like, okay. Like, haven't you all done that? Have like, are we watching the same show? I really don't understand Kyle's issue. Now that you say that about Sierra, I think that probably is what prompted Mm -hmm. Carl to like say something just because like, I can tell he really likes Sierra, not just even like in a romantic way, but I think he really values her in the home, in the house and like wants to be her friend either way. Yeah. And 
what Sierra is saying about Luke makes sense. Like, she's like, I don't really want to get to know him. And so for Carl, he's like, just stop, like leave her alone. And like, you don't have a really, like he made, he actually was saying what all of us were thinking at boys night when he was like, you are the reason she's here and you guys don't even have a relationship. Like it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like it's a weird situation, but I think it just proves that like, the whole thing was a setup like for sure I don't think it's what people thought they thought she was like dating a producer I think that was just like a weird rumor thing no Um, I think it's like okay we have a built-in love triangle with Sierra Hannah and Luke and also Sierra is like absolutely gorgeous and other people in the house are gonna like like flip out around her and she's also like cool and like a nurse and a model like a nurse slash model are you fucking (laughs) kidding me like Like, it's literally over for all of us like you are an ICU nurse and a model in a pandemic And you're cool. Like, get out of here. The, her one flaw is that she's messy and like, it's fine. You know, her, like her, her have a dirty really, room. Her room really stresses me out though. I, I know. Same. I'm like, yeah, like I can't, I'm like, just clean it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think she was a perfect addition to the house. Also that being said though, is like, she doesn't just because Luke was quote, like her in, it also doesn't mean she owes him anything. Right, like, that's it's true. not like, I mean, yes, they were close before, but they were also like hooking up before and like had some sort of a romantic thing going on. So if that's done and it's clear that that's done and she's like, now that that's done, that doesn't automatically mean we just become friends. Then like, that's okay too. I also think that like, I think, I think that Hannah was trying to make Sierra not like Luke, but I think ultimately Sierra deciding to not really want to be his friend had nothing to do with Hannah. I think she has like enough sense to really base it off of like what she was actually seeing from Luke. And like, cause she said like in the beginning, Oh, I'm not going to let this like deter me, whatever Mm -hmm. is going on with Hannah. She even seemed skeptical of Hannah at first. Yeah. And then she saw him like yelling at Hannah and she's like, Nope, I'm not interested. And it's like, if you don't really like someone that much, and then you see the way that they're like yelling at somebody in the house, you're like, Mm -hmm. all right, you're not the person I thought you were. I don't think Luke is perfect by any means. I just don't think he's like this evil manipulator. Like they're making him out to be. No, I don't either. I honestly think that he seems like a little simple and like, not in like a mean way, but like, I don't think he has the mind. Like, I don't think he's like an evil mastermind. I don't think he like has the, like, I'm sorry to bring up Jax again, like the Jax Taylor, like mind fuck manipulation tactics. I don't see him as that kind of person. I think he's literally just kind of like, and like, doesn't understand like (laughs) how things come off. Cause he's just like a straight guy chopping wood without a top on. (laughs) He's like, he started doing that. And my boyfriend was like, this is why people don't like you, Luke. Like you can't just like go outside and take your shirt off and just start like angrily chopping wood in the trailer. They made it look like he went out there be- when he was pissed. Like he's like, I yeah. gotta blow off steam and I gotta yeah. chop some wood. And that was like way funnier. I was like, Oh, he's like, you know, like in his angry state, he has to like chop some wood. That's what you should do. Your impression next. You should go chop some wood. Be like- yeah, I should. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, like, I feel like I don't know. I could figure something out with my hair. I could make it look Luke. Like it's so interesting though. Cause once he shaves and gets a haircut, he looks like a child. Like he looks like a different person. I know that he's attractive. Like I know that he is. 
I, I know he is, but I can't figure out why, like he didn't look good with the beard and then he doesn't mm-hmm. look good. So I don't know, like, why does he look good on in pictures, but not on the show? It's inconsistent. I know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. And then like his Justin Bobby, like hat that he wears sometimes, like, it just like, He's yeah, he's objectively attractive. He's not for me. Again, let's just circle back to Carlito. Okay. Like Okay, Carl. So the funny thing about hats, Carl loves a hat, but he looked <laughs> so cute in a backwards hat, which like over 30, a man like usually shouldn't like isn't wearing a backwards hat. But yeah. he looks so adorable. I was like so cute. I love you. And then even the Amish hat. And and his little like chin strap Amish beard. He went all out for the theme all out and then when he like they did like water like water shots or whatever I was like you're the cutest I actually feel like how do you feel about him with his like so he described it this episode where he was like I'm not like sober but I'm like handling my drinking so like how Mm -hmm. do you feel about him like doing that this season like what are your thoughts I'm really happy for him, like that he's really reevaluated like his relationship to alcohol and that he's managed to stay like so steadfast in that commitment to himself, like throughout the season. Like there've been lots of times where he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm not going to drink tonight. Um, And it is like, you know, I totally understand that like for this particular night, he wanted to like let loose and have some fun. Um, It is sad to me that he like immediately got into a fight. Like the second he started drinking, like that's upsetting. So like, I'm really not looking forward to like the next day seeing him be like, oh man, why did I do that? Oh, I feel so bad about myself. Um, cause you know, it's a very nuanced thing and it's hard to figure out, but I'm happy for him for trying. And he really does seem like much better. And the fact that like he figured that out before his brother's passing, I think is like really beautiful timing. Cause had he still been where he was before and his brother passed on top of it, I think that would have been a really dark, scary time for him. I agree. That would have been really difficult for him to, to deal with his feelings. He wouldn't have been dealing with his feelings. And I'm glad he is setting like realistic expectations for himself. Mm -hmm. I'm not like an expert, but I feel like had he come into the season newly sober saying, I'm not drinking at all. And then he lost his brother and he wants to like have fun at the party. Like, I feel like that would have been really hard for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but saying, you know, like, Oh, I'll have a drink here and there like makes him, I think, able to limit himself more yeah I mean hopefully this fight isn't so bad but if this is the worst that that happens from him like slipping a little bit at least it was done in like more of a like controlled environment and then Mm -hmm. maybe he'll be like okay so now I know I really can't yeah and like from what we've seen so far of it like it seems like he was kind of coming to Kyle's defense because Kyle's like his boy so he had to like, he had no choice, but to come downstairs in his underwear and I intervene. I was like, oh, you're so hot right now. Cause in my mind, I'm like, oh, he's such a good guy. He's like breaking up the fight by like getting involved. And I'm like, Hannah, like stop. <laughs> no, he was totally not instigating anything. The yeah. whole fight didn't start because of him. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's just trying to like mediate and like protect everyone in the house. And that's like really hot to me. Oh man. I know I do this. I've always made excuses for him though. Like, tell me, about your, tell me about your Carl journey. Like, have you always loved him? Always? Uh, the first couple seasons I like was like not attracted to anyone on the show. I was like, this group is lame. And like, I'm sorry, but like, I feel like the work is twins. Like their energy just like made everyone less hot to me. 
Yeah, and again, they, that's not a comment on how they look. I'm saying their energy was unattractive. Right. Because they, they are like, if you look at them, they're gorgeous people, but like, yeah. they are totally like weird. They're just like weird. Like, yeah. And like, it just, it just like cheapened the whole show to me. I did not take the show seriously until Hannah and Paige came on and like, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but I really do think it sort of started this like new era for the show. And then once that happened, so I believe that was season three, then I was like, who is this Carl fellow? And I would see him like fuck over all these women. And I was like, can I throw myself in the ring? Can I throw myself in your rotation? Um, and I, I literally tweeted like yesterday that, um, Carl would have been someone who like broke my heart throughout my twenties. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. I would risk it all. Like that would be, he would be my go-to, but also Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I always felt like all the women that he was like screwing over, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say they deserved it, but I like could understand his point of view a lot of times. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, like when he was dealing with Lauren, who was, you know, one of the twins, Mm -hmm. he, I felt like he was pretty straightforward about how he wasn't looking for a relationship. And I'm like, but, and I get it. Like she was catching feelings, but it's like, if someone, if you know who this person is and you're still going to keep doing it, Mm-hmm. then like isn't that kind of like a little yeah. bit of responsibility a little bit yes I mean there have been like there were so many times in my single days where I would pretend that I was like a casual cool girl who didn't have any feelings just because I liked someone enough to want to compromise what I actually wanted in the hopes that they would like change their mind and um spoiler alert it never worked never. um so like so yeah it's like I I understand where those women were at where they like clearly had a thing for him so they're like well just like I can I can handle whatever this is and it's like clearly they couldn't but it's also like friends. This is why you really have to have to communicate like what it is you're actually looking for. Because like, yeah, obviously it was painful when Carl was like, still no, like still don't want to give you that, you know? And it's like having a tantrum and throwing a cake in someone's face is never going to get you what you want. <laughs> Which Carl also did. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. He was like, Hey, this worked on me. I don't know. So can we make it like a cool thing for young girls now to know that like, it's cool to tell someone you like them and to yes. demand what you want. It's no longer cool to act like you don't give a shit. Like that no. needs to be a new thing because it's look at Hannah. She was acting like she didn't give a shit about Luke. And then mm-hmm. the next season she's crying about it. Like just mm-hmm. tell everyone what you really feel. And then, but it is, it's a societal pressure. Like I don't even like hate Hannah for it because it really is like, ingrained in us to act yes. like the cool girl who doesn't give a shit and like wants every guy to think that you're like fun and like easy going and yeah and the thing is is like I know for me in my past like I didn't want to communicate like how much I liked someone or what I really wanted from them because I was like well I don't want to seem crazy that's so crazy you know what fucking happened when I didn't I looked crazy later because I would like get wasted around them and be like why don't you like me and it's like if you don't want to look crazy just be honest and upfront in a sober setting, like, like an adult. And then the worst thing that happens is they're like, I can't give you that. And then you're like hurt for a little. And then you go out with your friends and then, you know, you find someone else. It's all going to be fine. Or you don't. And that's also fine. Did you like learn that before you became with your boyfriend or did you learn it like as you're with him? 
No. So like I was caught in that unhealthy pattern for a while. And then like a month before I met my boyfriend, I was like, okay, I'm drawing a line in the sand right here right now. I'm not doing this shit anymore. I am like breaking things off with toxic people that I'm talking to. And like, I'm done. And then for like a month, I literally like, I didn't mean to make it like a mantra, but I literally was like, I have complete faith that like, I will meet the right person when it is time. But the universe just like the universe knows I don't, it's totally fine. Month later, met him at a barbecue. Oh my gosh. So it's like, it you like manifested it. Yes. You're like, I'm just gonna, but that's what people always say. They're like, if you stop, you know, like looking, then you mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. Like if you put out the right energy where you're like, okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just like something about that, like kind of like letting go and then you'll find the right person. Yes. And like, I always used to get really annoyed because like I spent most of my life as like the single friend. And so I would always get really annoyed when my friends would be like, it happens when you don't look for it. Just stop looking. Cause I'm like, so am I just supposed to like sit at home, like, and watch TV? Like, you know, like a month. Cause I will. Like, <laughs> Cause yeah. I will. Like I will I'm not like, leave my house. <laughs> I'm like, am I just supposed to like never like go on a date ever again? Like, what does it mean to not look for it? I guess is what annoyed me. Cause I'm like a romantic where like when I was single, I was like, true love is around every corner you never know where you'll find it and um I didn't I found it at a barbecue but um but yeah I mean it's like sure you can date but also it's like just have the bar set and don't let it move like if you go on a first date with someone and they suck then just be like thank you so much I um I'm good don't like draw it out and wait for them to be nice to you and play their fucked up games like just like boundaries be like no I'm clearing space for a better person I know I have a friend who like will go she's like I'll go on like any date uh, if I meet someone online and they seem like not like a serial killer I'll go on any first date yeah but if I don't like them I will straight up tell them like it's not going to go anywhere like we're not going to go on another date because it's like how would you want also to be treated like you don't want to ghost someone just tell them the truth because also like if you go on a date and it's not great, but you let them continue to like text you and you kind of like avoid them. You're just taking up so much like mental space with yeah. like dealing with like avoiding this person or yeah. like maybe giving them a little bit of a shot with just texting. And it's like, what a waste. Like, that's why I think like with Luke, like in his mind, he's like talking to these girls as a friend and in their mind, it's like wasting time flirting. Right. I just feel like there's like a miscommunication there. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I also like, how did you feel about the whole, like, don't text me after 10 PM thing? Cause like, I, I understand what she's saying, but I'm like 10 PM so early. (laughs) I understand what she's saying, but I felt like the, like, yeah, like the like specific time was like a little bit, I think that's what he was like fixated on and then mm-hmm. not what she really meant. I think she meant like when we're all going to bed and we say good night and then you yeah. text me when I'm already in my room, that gives me the vibes that you are trying to get me to come over to your room or like hang out with you, which That's I under- I completely understand what yeah. she's saying with that. If he's just texting her like good night or whatever or like if he's thinking about something, I mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like he's I feel like he's confused. And I don't necessarily think it's like an after 10 PM thing. I think she was just saying like, if the party's over and we're all in our rooms and you're texting me, like, why are you texting me if you're not trying to hook up with me? Yeah. What's the point? Which is a fair question. It's like, what are you trying to accomplish? Like I do, I understand where she's at too, because there really is nothing more annoying 
than when you're like, okay, this is how this comes off. And like a straight guy is like, what do you mean? Like, I just asked you to send me a picture of your boobs. And you're like, we're not friends. Like, and I don't owe you a picture of my boobs. Like, why are you even texting me? You know, it's like, yeah. And I think the reason why Luke's doing it is because he has been like trying to like in person talk to her and she's just like blowing him off which she's allowed to do she's totally allowed. right and then he gets in his room and he's like i'm just gonna text her because it's easier than telling her how i feel in person and he's like by the way uh i didn't have sex with Lindsay," and she's like i don't fucking care like why are you yeah. texting me you know what i mean like i think he's just like in his head he doesn't know what to say to her in person so then it's coming through text messages And Mm -hmm. she's like, why don't you just tell me? She's a very direct person. I think she's expecting him to just say it. And he doesn't know what to say. Oh my God. I just want her and Carlito to, uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like, well, Sierra is a worthy opponent, you know, know? like if it has to be someone else, it should be Sierra. I know. I mean, I would, I would be into them because I feel like they have a good connection. I think they're both like smart and, they have like, I think he's, he's very mature this season and she seems very mature. Yeah. I think she's good for the show. I hope she comes back. I don't know that Luke will come back. Like, honestly, like this might be it like for him. I wouldn't, if I were him, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. I know. It doesn't seem like he's having fun. That's the other thing is like, he's not bringing a lot to the, I mean, he's bringing conflict just by like existing in the house, but like he's not giving us like funny one-liners. He's not giving it like, he's not really giving us a lot. Cause he's like miserable. He's like, yeah. Is, Cause he's, he's like, sad. I thought I was going to be here with all my friends. Like I, I know. <laughs> and like everyone hates him, like literally overnight. Um, I also just think like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know why, but I'm really not a fan of Paige right now. See, I really always liked Paige a lot. I had an issue with the giggly, like, you know, the giggly squad Facebook group and all that stuff. Yeah, like that was an issue, but this season I've enjoyed her this, I don't like when she gets into like a ganged ganging up mentality. Yeah. Um, I find that like, she is who she is. And I kind of feel like when people are around her, they act like her and it makes it worse. Like, I don't think, I think she just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I feel like she, Hannah and Amanda, turn into a mean girl around her. And I think that's how I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel like she just, is a mean like she is like that but it's like funny and when I don't know when it's Hannah and Amanda for some reason it's not funny to me I think it's funny because Paige is just like she gives like clever little one-liners where you're like ooh, and it kind of like sorry to keep making this analogy but it kind of feels like the popular girl like asked you to sit at her lunch table when we're watching her in her confessionals and it feels like she's having a conversation with us but it's like no like she would have been mean to me in eighth grade. And I stand by that. I can literally picture her in like a lime green, like juicy sweatsuit and like an extra, extra small with her fucking like pink Uggs and the sweatsuit tucked in and her just like me desperately making a joke, trying to get her to be my friend and her just like rolling her eyes at me and being like, oh, see, I think Paige would have been my best friend, but she would have been such a bitch and I would have done anything she said. And then later I would have been like, why the fuck did I spend so much time being friends with this girl? Do you think she would be the friend that like when she came over or like she would come over and then leave and your mom would be like, you know, I don't know about her. And uh, your mom always fucking knows like five years before you do. Sweetie, I don't know. 
And then you're like, mom, she's cool. You don't even know. And then eventually you're like, Paige, three-way called me with the other Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. And she would have like been the one who every guy would have liked her over me. Like it would have been Mm -hmm. impossible to like hang out with her. What do you think? Do you think her and Perry are broken up by this point? Like in the show and Perry. She's not, she's not saying it because like I, I love the way she says Perry. Perry. Cause like they're not talking and she admits that in the confessional at this point, they're not even really talking, like or mu- not talking much. They're definitely not like sexting. I don't know. It just seems weird. Like I feel like they break up at some point in the season and they don't talk about it. And then mm-hmm. we just find out when the season's over. That's a good point. That's a good question. I, I don't know. Like I kind of feel like either they're already broken up and we don't know, or it's kind of dead in the water, but like Paige just can't be bothered to really have the conversation yet, but she's like mentally like removed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it seems like it, if you're like in a house, like with your friends and you don't have any desire to call your boyfriend or FaceTime with him and you're gone for like months, like weeks at a time. I mean, that's a good sign that maybe you don't want to be with him. <laughs> like it might be over. You yeah. forgot you had a boyfriend. Yeah, and not, exactly. And not even because she's like into somebody else. It's not like a temptation island thing. I mean, I think right. something might happen with Carl, maybe like a flirtation thing, mm-hmm. maybe based on the trailer, but we've been duped before. We thought Lindsay and Luke had sex this season and that was the psychic DM. So it was the fucking psychic. Like Bravo keeps doing this. They made it seem like Melissa Gorgo was cheating. I'm like, I'm so. That was so stupid. So stupid. Like I was like. So dumb. And I even thought the storyline was fake. I thought she was, I thought they were faking it for the show because she never has a storyline. And I was pissed about that, but it wasn't even that. I was like. It wasn't even that. You made me hate Melissa for no reason. Like Just a really dumb, dumb. practical joke. I was like, this is so stupid. I'm like, Bravo, don't like insult us by thinking that we're, we're to be fooled or tricked. Not cool. um, how are you feeling about VPR? What are your okay. thoughts? So that's a great question. So I really want it to come back mm-hmm. and I don't mind seeing like Lala and Sheena, like as moms, like mm-hmm. I'm, I don't mind that. Like I feel like I'm growing up, like we're all like in my age group, like mm-hmm. even if we're not parents yet, like people are like, you know, like we all have friends who have kids. Like we all like right. know what that's like. So like, it's, I don't think it's weird to like grow with the cast. I think it would be weirder if we were like still watching the same people partying like 20 years later, I'd be like, yeah, concerned for them. Yeah. So like, I'd be fine with that. I just hope that they pick one direction because I just felt like it was so disconnected last season with like the younger people Ugh. and the original people. And like, maybe it'll help that there's like less OGs, but like, I don't know. I know. I'm really interested to see what they do with it because I think like the reason it was lightning in a bottle when it first started is because it was an authentic, like real organic group of friends. And now it's like, they're trying to recreate what was, but with people that they're picking and choosing. And I'm just like, do they just find, and it's, it's shitty because I'm like, okay, well maybe they just find like another young messy group of servers, but I'm like, they're going to try and recreate what the OGs did. Like we can't get that pure, like distilled level of VPR ever again. So like I'm trying to adjust my expectations, but I am like 
really interested to see how the fuck Lala functions without like all of her OG friends, because I feel like once she assimilated, like once she got accepted to that group, the show was so fucking boring because it was just one big group of friends that like loved each other. Sheena was like the court jester. And then, um, and then, uh, everyone hated James and I'm like, this is boring. I know. And Lala, I feel like this season, if, if she's back, I could just see her like being like, I am better than everyone. Like I'm married to the richest guy. Mm -hmm. I'm a parent now. You won't understand. Mm -hmm. Like my life is so changed. I am a different person, which like good for her. You have a baby. Like it's beautiful, miraculous, yeah. whatever. But Baby it's just, ocean. It's just annoying. I feel like she, like, even from the minute she got pregnant, the way that she was talking about, like, being above the drama with Sheena because she's going to be a parent now, it just seemed so condescending. At the time, Sheena wasn't publicly pregnant yet, and it made it sound like she was, like, I'm better, like, I'm above this now. Yes, like, you and wouldn't like, understand because you're not a mother. Right, and I'm like, like, fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> come on. And I'm just like, Lala, like you and all the other, I I mean, I guess Lala doesn't even technically count as an OG, but all the people who got fired from this show, like none of you get to tell us as mothers or not as viewers or whatever, what's mature and what's not and how to rise above drama. Like, give me a fucking break. They're a fucking mess. I know. And then I was annoyed that she was like, we're not filming. So like, I'm not getting paid for this. So like, I'm not going to give it any more attention. And it was like, okay, way to basically tell us that you do this shit for money. Like we know that, but we don't want to know that. Right. Like we don't want to know right. that like, you're not going to fight unless the cameras are rolling because then it's like, it makes me feel like you're doing it on purpose. And I don't no. want to know that even though I know it's true. I know. So, do I you think know. the OGs are going to get their own show? Cause I feel like Jax keeps like hint hinting at like other stuff in the works. He wishes. I don't actually think that they will. Like I, I don't think that they are going to get a show. Maybe like a, maybe, I don't know. Maybe if somebody pays for it, like a, you know, like a self-produced. What kind if of Randall pays for it? That's I mean, what he, I'm concerned about. He might, but like, I'm just confused because as far as we know, Lala is going to be on like Mm -hmm. the, you know, the actual Vanderpump rules and Sheena and Mm -hmm. like Tom and Katie and Ariana, like as far as we know, that's happening. I've also heard a rumor that they're filming, but then like heard that that's not true. So I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but so I guess I, I guess maybe Lala could be like shopping it around and saying, well, if they get a show, I'll go with them. But if not, I'll stay at Vanderpump right. because I want to like work. I don't know. That makes sense. I don't know. It's very interesting. I also like, um, I was looking at, uh, Kiki, the talk of shames Instagram story. And she was talking about Jax's IG live that he did. And how he like said yes. that he's produced three movies and he's working with Randall and he just has so much in the works and da 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 da. And I was just like, I hate this smugness because of Randall that like Jax thinks he's like a Hollywood guy now, like a real life producer. Like he thinks he's like living out his entourage fantasy. And I'm like, babe, you're not. You're really not. Like go he- back to Kentucky. <laughs> I heard that they were going to be building a house in Kentucky, but I think it might be like a second home. But I'm um, I'm obviously I'm blocked by Jack. So like I only see things when other people <laughs> share it. 
Um, but he does, he posts shit from like movie sets all the time. Like as if he's like an actual producer, he like took a picture with a chair that said Robert De Niro. And I'm like, stop. Like, you're not like, he's a compulsive liar. <laughs> like he it's called Randall was like, yeah, buddy, come to set. <laughs> That's my Randall voice. Come on. Have you ever looked at Randall's Instagram? I mean, I think I follow him. Yeah. I don't follow him, but fun fact, he watched my story once, which was so random. Was it about Um, him? uh, No, but I was at, I was at Sandoval's birthday party, the extra birthday party. So it was like that night he like watched my story. So I'm like, I must've been tagged in something I didn't know, but his, I love when he does motivational videos and he's like, today is going to be a great day. And I'm like, he's so intense. I feel like he would be someone who like, it's like he likes he like wants to be accepted by the group so he is like sucking up to jacks and everybody in america is like why are you doing this like you should be above above jacks it's just like a weird relationship that they have i don't really get it like i don't know why he like lets jacks do this like why is why is he letting him like come to his like real place of employment i know job like, I wonder what Robert De Niro thinks when like Jack's like, you know, jogs onto set and is like, hey, buddy, like, you know, that Jack's like thinks he's friends with Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro's like, fuck it, I'm just trying to do my job. I mean, maybe Robert De Niro watches Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> oh, well, do you remember when Lala was like, Martin Scorsese loves Vanderpump Rules? I was like, okay, enough. See, she, at the minute she started dating Randall, she went completely the other direction for me like I loved Lala I loved her when I everyone did hated too her. Yeah. same I was like my queen loved her I loved her and James when they were friends like when they were everyone's enemy I liked them same and I loved that Ariana like stood up for her and was like girl like I'm here for you we're friends and and then Lala dropped her like a hot potato to be a witch of WeHo and I'm like mistakes I know and if she didn't if she didn't have Randall then the season would be her crawling back to everyone left because those other people are gone I know I know I I think that's what really bothers me about her and Jax and Stassi is just there's this like smugness of like we've made it Mm -hmm. unlike other people in the cast like they really think that they're like Hollywood elite like they're like very valued and I'm like you're a fucking reality star, like chill, like get your head out of your ass. You're not better than anyone. Um, and some of you are literally unemployed. So, right. And like, I know that she still has a lot of fans, but like Stassi's whole shtick will get old and people will get over it. Like, that's the thing is like, it wasn't going to last forever, yeah. whether she was exposed for her horrible shit or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. People don't like a villain who is a villain in that way forever. Like, it's funny when you're 23 to be, like, rude to your friends and, like, slap them and shit. But, like, (laughs) but, like, I'm cool with Kenya Moore being a villain for the rest of her life, but I love her. Yeah, but she's fun to watch. She is fun to watch. Even at her worst, she's so great. And, like, Stassi, I was just like, like she gave me the heebie-jeebies. I was just like, you're scary. Like she seems like a scary, mean person. I know. Like, fine. Like, I hope she's doing great. Like, I just don't need to see her anymore, you know, like yeah, over it. So I hope they don't get a show just because I'm like, I'm not ready for that shit to come back. Like, I don't want to see it anymore. I'm like, and I, 
And I think that they all had such egos about like they thought they were like the heartbeat of the show that like I'm actually looking forward to seeing. I hope that the show does well without them. Like I'm looking forward to seeing it be unexpectedly amazing without any of them there, because I, as an audience member, I think we've all earned that. And also I know that it will devastate them. Yeah. I would really <laughs> hate if they canceled the show. Cause then the, all of them who were fired, like Stassi, Kristen, Jax, they would be mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, you know, like there's not a show without us. That's why yeah. it got canceled. And it's like, oh, well, that's not exactly why. Cause like COVID hit, they couldn't film for over mm-hmm. a year. And then, you know, there's just like a lot of moving pieces that wouldn't be why it was canceled, but they would always think that. And everyone would think that because people yeah. are saying there's not a show without them. And I'm like, there is a show without them because last season they gave us absolutely fucking nothing. Yes. Like <laughs> they gave yes. us nothing. I want, I want more James. I want more Raquel. I want Sheena to get an edit where she's actually honored for, you know, being the icon she is. Um, I would like, you know, I just want Sheena to have like a dignified season, like just once. I know. And I think it would be interesting to see her and Brock, like they're, they would be like, you know, new parents, see how that relationship goes. And Mm -hmm. Her, like the thing about Sheena is like, she is authentically friends with the younger people. Like she she hangs out with Charlie, like Mm -hmm. not obviously with COVID and stuff, it's harder, but like her and Charlie were cool and they were friends. So like, Mm -hmm. that's an actual like tie-in when they had like Lala filming with Dana. I'm like, this is not a, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually totally fine with Dana not coming back. I did not need her to be on the show. I, I think she's probably a cool person. I just don't really think that she works yeah, on the show. I like Dana. I'm excited. I That's the thing. I know we know Brett and Max aren't coming back. I am wondering who out of Charlie, Dana and Danica are going to come back because I'm hoping that if they all come back, we get to see more of them because I do think because there was like a split in the cast, we didn't really get to know them as well because they yeah. were sort of just like there for like the filler scenes and the filler storylines. So I don't know if it like will change, but I saw Dana comment that she wasn't coming back. Oh yeah. She like commented to someone on Instagram and was like, I'm not returning to film, but I don't know if that's like official or if she just meant like, I'm not planning on it. Like, or they didn't like, they didn't pay her to like, you know, like they'll, they'll, they're like paying people to like hold Mm -hmm. their contracts for now, Mm -hmm. like Tom and everybody. So maybe like, she wasn't someone that they were willing to like pay in the meantime, like she could accept Mm. another job. So maybe that's what she meant. Like, I'm not sure. I I need to know. I think that's also why summer house is so soothing to me is because it's filling like my Vanderpump rules void. Like sometimes we just want to see hot, young, messy people fight and yell at each other and blackout. Are you going to watch winter house? Yes, absolutely. 1 million percent. I know. Is Madison invited? I don't know anything. I don't watch. I don't want to see Madison. I don't, I like start. I watched like the first two episodes and I was like, fuck this. And I stopped watching, um, this last season, but like, I don't want Madison on winter house. Cause wherever Madison goes, it just becomes the Madison show. And I think that it'll be a more interesting dynamic if she's not there. I don't like know anything about her. I just feel like she's having like too much of a moment right now where, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be like all about the A-Rod stuff and all of that. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, as far as I know, she wasn't there, but like, I keep seeing videos of her, like walking around, like 
paparazzi videos and pictures. And I'm like, somebody called them. Like, there's no way that she's oh just being God. spotted around Madison town. LaCroix is here. Yeah, no. Like, and they're like, here. Madison, Madison. She's like, oh gosh, I'm just out for a run. Like, don't look at me. Shut up. Come <laughs> on. She got the most amazing work done. I'm like, you want people to see you running. You look fucking bomb. Yeah, she always looks good. But I don't, yeah. I like, because I've never watched the show. I don't really know anything about like, the cast other than what I see on my Instagram bubble of social media. Mm-hmm. So like, I wasn't excited about like those that group joining the winter house, just because like the people I follow don't seem to like them, but I'm yeah. still, I'm still going to watch. And I think it'll be like entertaining. I've heard like, there might be like an Austin Sierra moment. Nice. Know, which is like, weird. I think I have a weird, like soft spot for Austin that I'm not particularly proud of. Um, but like, he definitely seems like someone I would have like, again, like hooked up with in my twenties and been like, why don't you want to date me? And he'd be like, what? So it's like a really healthy love is what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Just like something healthy and like functional like that. But like Carl is like literal, like boyfriend material. I know. Austin is not Austin is like a drunken hookup that like, you know, you don't, you probably don't even get brunch with him the next day. You're like, well, that was fun. And you like take your shoes and like get in your Uber. Like at 3am, like yeah. you're not even like making it through the night. No, you're like, ah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been the best time. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. This has been such a blast. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a joy. I know. I'm so glad we got to talk about summer house, which is, you know, both of our favorite shows at the moment, but I need to, I need to have you come back on when like winter house comes on or if Vanderpump comes back or just Uh, to talk about like, I don't know, the new season of New York or something that would be so much fun. Yes, girl. Just say the word. I am, I am all in with Teddy. I am here. I'm ready to do it. Well, tell everyone where they can follow you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah a Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Hannah a Brown zero on TikTok. I'm not super active on that, but you can check it out. And, um, my podcast, not aspirational with Hannah Brown is on a hiatus for, I don't know how long, but if you like gossip girl, feel free to check out my other podcast that I co-host with my friend, Tyler Meredith. It's called, you know, you love us. And we're currently recapping season two of gossip girl. So check it out. Okay. So speaking of how do you feel about the, the reboot? Like, are you so like, excited? You're excited. Okay. So excited. I'm, I'm excited. There's some mixed feelings. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Like I, I have like, so like a hole in my heart, like where gossip girl used to be that like, yeah. I need to fill with like a new one, but I will be constantly comparing everybody to Blair Waldorf. Like, I know that, like, I know that. That is so funny. I have this exact same conversation with so many people at this point. I think Leighton Meester, what she did as Blair was just so iconic and so incredible. And I think this reboot's going to have so many amazing things that set it apart from the original. But I am going into it with like HBO goggles on where I'm like, this is an HBO show. Like mm-hmm. this isn't going to be, I don't think it's even going to be in like the neighborhood of the CW Gossip Girl. And I'm kind of just thinking of them as like, you know, there's like a million versions of Alice in Wonderland. Like I feel like this is a totally different different Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I like that idea. It's Mm -hmm. also like how I feel about like certain books and movies where it's like, you can appreciate them as different things, but if you're always comparing a movie to a book, it's never going to be as good. Exactly. Exactly. They're two different kinds of art forms. We'll Mm -hmm. just, yeah, we'll go with that. Well, that's fun. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone go follow Hannah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to It's All Happening. 
remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a five-star review. If you have nothing nice to say, my DMs are always open. Please follow me on Instagram at It's All Happening X and on Twitter at happening underscore pod. Until next time.